0: Today's your uh, sunny Friday, Lori and Julia show here on Light Talk One on Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Now you know what next week is, don't you?
2: Larry, right. You are welcome. A full, full, a full five days. <laughs> yes. A full week of work. That's right. Everyone That's right. in the Twin Cities is going to be feeling it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, I hope you're ready.
2: I well, we're going to drink a lot of coffee. Okay. Yeah. We're Listen, gonna- I yeah. I had the dreaded the dreaded thing <laughs> happen to me last night. That I, never there's happens There's so to many
3: dreadful things that no, could happen. No,
2: no. That this, never happens
3: to you. You had to do manual labor. No, Julia, that doesn't ever
2: happen. <laughs> we through that today, didn't we? Yeah.
3: Well, Donnie why? helped me tape a box. I saw.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Well, that's not the whole story. No,
2: no. <laughs> oh, I just don't like doing manual yes. labor. Yeah, I don't. Wait. Even though I'm Daddy, a cleaner. Hold this box for me. Hold yeah. it shut. Okay. I got to do one more thing. I hate manual labor. She does. <laughs> I never have to do it. <laughs> no, the dreaded, wet snore in the middle of the night from casey who's not feeling well it's kind of plugged up and he's usually an oatmeal snore or
3: (laughs) i would like to hear the sound (laughs) effects for these so let's give us the oatmeal sound what does an oatmeal snore sound like
2: well it's like when you're boiling old-fashioned oats on the stove and when the water gets boiling and then it starts going
3: yeah Mm -hmm. okay
2: he snores like that or if he's snoring i'm deep into rems i don't hear it okay but you know get up pee get back to bed and all of a sudden the wet the dreaded omg like if this was a date or something you would just be horrified all right give me to listen to it just huge wet lumbering snoring deep okay and i I pinched his big I feel nose.
3: Like I, oh, I pinched oh. his
2: big nose. I rolled him on his side. I poked him on the side. I put a pillow over his head. Oh, and I Apparently, didn't hold it there. there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was doing every. He was so in a dead sleep. So, I just finally at 4 a.m. I would have
3: gotten up and gone to a different bedroom.
2: Well, I just got up and started the coffee and... By 4.30 a.m., Donnie had a couple texts for me.
0: Yes, that was so fun to wake <laughs> up to that.
2: The dreaded, wet, lumbering snore. snore. Oh, it was just, I was just like, Is I mean, I, 20 years of being married to him, maybe this has happened like three times. And so I forget about it, you know, all You're over. You're lucky. Yeah, cause because I know people who, you know, the sleep apnea and they got the sleep machines. The allergy or their, snores. Yeah, the allergy
3: mm-hmm. snores.
2: Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did so enjoy that JFK um, documentary <gasps> last night on ABC. It was so good, and it was so
3: sad. I Okay, so it was so sad. A couple other things that we didn't know about, why Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis or whatever, yeah. Bouvier Kennedy Onassis yeah. had the premonition about her son flying, How why she didn't want him to get a pilot's license. In addition to, you know, his aunt, um, is his aunt, and, his aunt and uncle... uncle um, Ted Kennedy was in a plane crash, yep. where a small plane crash, where two other people died. Yeah, we talked
2: died. about that yesterday. Okay,
3: then um, her parents, um, let's see, whose parents? Um, yeah, somebody else, a, a set of parents. Both parents died in a plane crash, all small plane crashes, and then mm-hmm. some other small plane crash. Yeah. So it was... Even more, there were like six, and how he was so unqualified to fly <laughs> that night. Yep. Yes. How he just—it was so unqualified. They but ruled I, it
2: pilot error. The yeah. Kennedy family paid the Bassett family mm-hmm. an undisclosed. So some. I
3: looked into everything. Yeah, okay. I was obsessed because I, I was, was like, too- how did the family feel after it? You know, her, it, she grew up in a very privileged life, Carolyn uh, Bassett, mm-hmm. and just going back on all of her story and the sisters was a brilliant spoke
2: Mandarin, and she yeah. was like a vice president at a big, huge bank in Ooh, downtown Wall Street. Yeah. And it was the thing, the fact that really got to me is uh, Larry Hackett, he used to be the editor at People, and now he's a contributor to NBC, mm-hmm. weighs in on things. But he showed the cover of The Sexiest Man Alive, John F. Kennedy Jr., on the cover. Which I swear In we 1988, bought he, yep. he said, 31 years later, it is still the best-selling Sexy man cover, People magazine has ever put out. Now think of how many movie stars have been on the cover Mm -hmm. since 1988. That that is still the best selling, right? That they ever had, and that's because he seemed so relatable. At people felt like you knew him, right? Because we've seen him saluting his father's casket. The image of that, even if you weren't born then, yes, you know it's just all part of
0: the. Speaking of yeah. that, I did not know that 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 wasn't. So you spon- watched it. I did watch quite a bit of it. Right. I didn't know the salute was spontaneous. Yeah, no, how
2: about that? It was the no. Secret
0: Service guy that yeah. taught him Clint how Hill. to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Clint Hill, and then Jackie. You can see her lean down and say goodbye to your father. Say goodbye to your Bye. father. Goodbye, daddy. Salutes. Goodbye, yeah. daddy. Oh.
3: I was just in the Carol Radswell seeing her and she was the one who called, called the Coast Guard that they
2: uh, the they friend from Martha's Vineyard, yeah, they called her. She was the one who got everybody into action and of course she worked for ABC News then mm-hmm. and her husband died a month later. Yep. John's first of cousin. Cancer. Yeah.
3: It was Sad. just tragic. I just
2: I, he didn't need to die and the women no. didn't need to die, he shouldn't have been flying at all. It was
3: one hundred percent him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. was just hard to watch. It was
2: good. And then they teased uh, the ABC two-hour thing. It must be their new L- Thursday night Bob thing. Bobbitt. Well, no, that's tonight, the uh, Bobbitt. Oh, I, I don't know if I care to... I
3: don't care about that story. Sorry,
2: I don't either. It's been too long. But next Thursday night, um, Monica Lewinsky, Truth and Lies. They go in-depth on the whole... Robert-
3: doing that one again so she's got an expanded job with 2020 which they're
2: doing on thursday nights and kind of these special docu-series which i think is a good idea because people love the id channel and all these other you know and they don't
3: have you know it's quiet there's no scandal gray's mad me is dark right now and how to make a murder or whatever the other one is viola davis's
2: yeah, that won't come One. back. How to get away with murder. But yeah, it was. Was that
3: canceled? I don't think so. Oh, they're just off for January or yeah, something. Yeah, December and January.
2: Yeah. But it was, I thought it was a really,
3: really oh, I was just, And
2: I just, I don't know why I eat that up. But and I the did. mom
3: died so quick from Nod Hodgkin's. In four months, she was dead. Yeah. From when she was diagnosed. I've got another fact for you. Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy Onassis. Onassis. We have to say it that I know, way. Was responsible. For editing Michael Jackson's 1990, 1988 autobiography Moonwalk
2: or Man in the Mirror no it was Moonwalk, Moonwalk. it was yeah mm-hmm. I did we did know
3: that mm-hmm. I just yeah thought I'd remind you again it's National Trivia Day yeah well that's
2: uh, she kind of had a an interesting book editing life yeah she did all kinds of different books and she. Love that job. And she basically, that documentary last night reiterated she married uh, Onassis because he could keep the family safe. Right. They're killing the Kennedys, and my children are next. Yeah. Oh. And he could offer them all that. You could watch it privacy. On the man
3: people. It was JFK Jr. It's yeah. been almost 20 years next July. Yeah. That was, that was, it was good. Yep. Was also, I really well uh, found
0: it interesting. Remember this part when they talked about when Jackie was in the White House, she planted all those very high hedges? Yes. Yeah. Which well, that was with Bunny Mellon with, yes, she
3: Bunny Mellon, with the help
2: of Bunny Mellon, when we read that book. Yeah, they hadn't been
0: there before that.
2: I like the little story that almost all the photos of the kids playing in the uh, Oval Office with their dad, dad was, when was when their was mom she was, was out of, out of town. town because she didn't want it. She didn't want right. them being in Photograph.
0: Right, and Pierre Salinger, the press secretary, took the heat. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah I like that. That was a good <laughs> that story. That was a really, that was, yeah. It was something. All right, listen, we come back. It's a story we can't get enough of. It's Hollywood's Golden Globe Night. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. It's a Friday, this kind of feeling. People are pretty happy. We're having a January thaw. although
3: 46 degrees. Although
2: Still is. Grandpa Trampoline, who was going to play with the, the glam children today, was like, how are we going to do our sliding in the slush? Mm. I go, you'll figure out a way. I know. They'll ride you. They will, they will
3: figure out a way to do that. Yeah. I know it. I know. So he was kind of bumming out about that. Ski areas still open. Yeah, they're You're making, making snow, snow and everything. Yeah, that.
2: it's just... But, you know, I'll take the January thought because usually these two weeks are like hell. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Sure. You know, we'll really cold. It.
2: Okay, so surprisingly this morning, you'd, you'd expect that it would be NBC that would have... Really, and they did have a lot of great audio and a lot of good stuff on the Golden Globes, but it was too long. It was too much because that's the network that's broadcasting it. So we stepped over to ABC to get GMA just to get a little audio about Hollywood's Golden Night, which award season does kick off this Sunday night with the Golden Globes on NBC.
3: Yes, it does.
2: All right, here we go.
4: With $200 million already in box office grosses, a star is born, appears to lead the motion picture drama pack for the Golden Globes. So does it star Lady Gaga in Best Actress Drama. Though Glenn Close, indomitable and zeitgeisty in The Wife, and Melissa McCarthy as an illegally intrepid author in Can You Ever Forgive Me pose real challenges. Will it be Bradley Cooper in Best Actor Drama? Could be, but he's got Rami Malek's powerhouse performance as real-life rock star Freddie Mercury in bohemian rhapsody to contend with might be a toss-up oh, sunday night's surest bet up. christian bale playing dick cheney okay. in vice for best actor musical or yeah. comedy as for that category's films can vice prevail or can green book this year's you call that a comedy take the what, prize <laughs> i'm just saying supporting wins for regina king in if beale street could talk and Mahershala ali in green book would position them as academy awards favorites guys <laughs> Okay, well, it's go.
2: interesting. Well, here, here is the one thing you can bet on with the Hollywood foreign press, okay? A Star is Born is going to win everything, except Rami Malek is going, to, going to win, win best, best Actor. A- actor. Yep. I agree. For uh, Bohemian, yep. uh, Lady Gaga is going to win. It's Tell me win what best. your
3: thought is behind that. Uh,
2: because the Hollywood foreign press, they love... A big, like, this is an epic movie. Yep. That cross section all these other actors that Lady Men Gaga, like for it, example, yeah. the wife. How many people have seen that? Me. Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? But, Donnie, you Okay, you're... but here's the <laughs> deal. I'm both know, of those. But...
3: Okay, because the wife I've tried to find. Yeah, it's, it's... at Riverview. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then the Melissa McCarthy movie, I'm going to go to. Can you ever forgive to... me on demand? I'm going, it isn't on demand. Not yet. No, I'm, I'm going okay. to it at Edina on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So
2: anyway, I just think the Hollywood (laughs) Foreign Press, it's 77 movie critic kind of people write for different, you know, Hollywood or foreign newspapers. They've got their Hollywood location, whatever they do. Uh, They love movie stars and they love big epics. So I think Emily Blunt will win for Mary Poppins re- Returns, even though I would like Constance Wu to win for Crazy Rich Asians. And
3: I wanted Elsie Fisher, the, the young girl uh, 15-year-old. They're who-
2: never going to. that. She doesn't have a chance in hell. She was in 8th grade.
3: Yeah, no, that doesn't. Should we go?
2: They love, though, like Julia Roberts has an edge in the dramatic yeah. uh, TV category because she's a movie star in Homecoming on Amazon. They love movie stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They love to give awards to movie stars so even though i think sandra oh I want killing eve want that's her to who win. i want her to win now they could say hey this is our host let's vote for her
3: right i hope that she wins um let's go through this though okay let's, let's go, let's through go. It. all right so best motion picture drama stars born hands down okay fine yeah, yeah. best okay. motion motion picture musical or comedy Crazy Rich Asians. For okay, me, the other, oh, the other ones in that Vice has the most nominations. Why? Well, this is the thing, and People they hate said that after movie. after this award show, they're going to see that 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 they think that they're just going to go in the background.
2: Yeah, they will. Yeah, because it,
3: Vice is neither a musical or a comedy. Right, and oh, and no. Mary Poppins is is fun. Green Book, like you said, it's not a comedy mm-hmm. or a musical. No. Yeah, the favorite. People really go both so ways. Which on. one do you want? Which I want Crazy Wistages. Yeah, same All right. here. Best director, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Stars Cooper. Born.
2: Stars Born. Donnie, are you in agreement?
0: On uh, the best director?
2: Yeah. No. No?
0: Alfonso Cuaron for Roma.
2: Oh, you think. Okay, so Donnie Love is picking that oh, one. Oh, d- you've watched it?
0: I have watched it. It's excellent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's on Netflix.
2: Yeah, uh, I know. Be- best performance by an actress in the most... It's Lady Gaga, hands down. Okay.
3: But like you said, she's up against Rosamund Pike. No one saw Private War. Mel- Nicole no. Kidman, Destroyer, Melissa no. McCarthy. All right, fine. Star is born. People said the wife, though, was amazing. It right? is.
0: She's fabulous. In yeah, it.
3: that's All fine. Right. But- Best performance by an actress in a motion picture musical or comedy? I think that the
2: Hollywood Foreign Press will give it to Mary Poppins, Emily Blunt, but I would love it if Constance Wu won for Crazy Rich Asians.
3: All right. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. I, because the two actresses, Emma Stone and Rachel. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trigiani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I
2: have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Vice will cancel each other out for favorite. Right. Um, Amy Adams, Vice, the Hollywood Foreign Press, Claire Foy, First Man, blah. So that leaves Regina King King for if Beale Street could talk. And people are saying that she will get nominated for an Oscar. She's that good. And you saw that, right, Donnie? No, No, no,
0: It feels no, but, but my gut tells me that she's going to win. This. She's yeah. going to win. Okay. okay,
2: good. Then um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture. I think Rami Malek for Bohemian I Rhapsody think you're right. over I Bradley Cooper over John David Washington and Lucas Hedges. I
3: agree. He was just so, such a star. What we're doing right now, folks, is letting you know what's nominated. That's right, and winning,
0: <laughs> and, and winning, and yeah. winning. Right.
3: Best performance by an actor in a mu- mm. in a motion picture, musical or comedy. I put comedy. a big question mark. I, I don't put- care. Okay, uh, well, I put Robert Redford because no. they like a movie star. Well, that's oh, why I put it. Okay, I'm
0: okay. gonna go with Viggo Mortensen for. Free okay,
2: books. Julia, okay. and I'm gonna go with uh, I don't care on that category. Okay. Kind
3: of IDK. <laughs> and John I
2: have- C. Riley for Stan and Ollie. I did see a Sunday morning thing on that, and he did transform, but he did whatever. All right, fine. Best performance by an actor in a supporting in a, mo, in a in a motion picture: Adam Driver, Black Klansman; Mahersha Ali Green for Green Book. Book; Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Sam Rockwell for Vice and Timothy Chalamet. I haven't
3: seen. Any I'm of saying
0: them. Mahershala. That's got my vote.
3: All Does right, that have yours? All right, yes. So we'll just put Donnie. <laughs> okay. okay yeah okay best yeah. original song there's dumpling shallow. shallow okay but the other ones that are up are dumpling and shallow those elements yeah are, and all boring. the stars in black panther okay shallow i have it Yeah. okay best motion picture an- animated i have isle of dogs because you saw it it's, I, it's wonderful yeah donnie
0: oh this is a tough one i'm gonna say it's gonna be isle of dogs i think yeah
3: it's such go a clever dogs. movie yeah Twenty minutes too long, but clever. <laughs> Best television series drama. Now this is a hard one. I think. It is. The one. Americans. So you know, great. Last, the year, last season. Bodyguard. We loved. Amazing. Netflix. Homecoming. Amazon. I didn't love it. Yeah. I didn't. Killy, she has
2: a tragic wig. Julia Roberts has can, a tragic wig. in that. I haven't finished so. it. Yeah, I didn't bangs. really care for mm, that the one. The bangs. The bangs
3: <laughs> of yeah. doom.
0: Yeah. This is a tough category.
3: Yeah, Killing yeah. Eve, Eve, which I loved, and and Pose, which On I FX. just watched my first episode today. So good. I just watched it.
0: Billy Porter is amazing.
2: Amazing. I, love that show. What's your pick? I think
3: Kelly and Eve is going to win. I do too.
0: Okay, I'm going with The Americans. Okay. As All right. it's farewell.
3: Okay. All right. Okay. Donnie. All right. Okay. Best television series, musical or, or comedy. Mrs. Mazel.
0: Yes.
2: Mrs. Mazel.
3: Is there any other. I had the Kaminsky method just because I just watched mm. it, I, 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 it. I think Michael Douglas will win. Right. All right. So you're thinking Miss Mazel. Mm-hmm. Okay. I. Alright. Best limited television series or motion picture made for TV. Assassination of Gianni Versace. Escape I, at Danamora. I, I can't decide between Very those. Very English Scandal was great. Yeah. Sharp Objects was yeah. good.
2: What one's gonna win? Or what what one do you want to win? Danamora. Danamora, Donnie Love. I I do too.
3: I wouldn't mind Sharp Objects just because I okay, want Julia? Amy Adams to win something. Okay. Best performance by an actress in a series drama. I have Sandra Oh. Who do you guys have?
2: I, I think she's going to win, but I wouldn't be
5: surprised if Julia...
0: Now trend has emerged.
5: This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. What's happening right now? Trending online this afternoon would be Haley Mathers. That is the daughter of Eminem. Well she's posing in a bikini on her Instagram account, and apparently that is a very popular thing. Her Instagram account, by the way, has 1.3 million followers. Also, The Bachelor trending this afternoon. The Bachelor premieres on January 7th, and one contestant has already gained international attention. That would be Brie. She has appeared in a short clip attempting an Australian accent, and people are already obsessed with it. Also, today it's National Spaghetti Day, and it's National Trivia Day. Well, that's what's trending here at My Talk, and MyTalk 1071 is a proud partner of the Valentine's Day TC5K presented by the Minneapolis Heart Institute Foundation. This fun run from Twin Cities Motion circles Lake Nokomis in South Minneapolis. And when you register, you receive a free Boco Palm hat. So go and sign up for the race at TCMEvents.org. And now time for the weather with Donnie.
0: Which is brought to you by Coburn's Delivers. Hang on a second. got to tell somebody to have
5: Wait, up. no. Hold, Donnie? Okay, oh. Donnie. <laughs>
0: Sorry, it's live radio. I had to, had to tell our next uh, guest to hold on. Uh, here is the forecast. Clear skies and then uh, 28 for a load tonight. Sunny, 39 tomorrow, 33 on Sunday. Right now, uh, we'll call it sunny. And it is a very unlikely 46 here at MyTalk.
5: Now you know what we know. See more at MyTalk1071.com. Oh, I gotta ask you, you got this I'm a couple hundred miles
2: from Japan. For his newest novel, The Dakota Winters, which we just loved, 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 Tom.
1: Thank you so much.
2: What a wonderful, wonderful. I was so sad when it was over. <laughs> <laughs> tell toads, give people the setup of The Dakota Winters.
1: Well, it's about a fictional family who live in the building, The Dakota, in the year that John Lennon is assassinated. And I grew up five blocks away on West 77th Street in the Upper West Side and Mm -hmm. and grew up in the 70s and 80s, so I know the terrain. But the fictional family, The Patriarch, is a talk show host who's a a little bit of Dick Cavett, a little bit of Johnny Carson, and had a very popular talk show that ran for ten years. And two years before the start of the novel, he had a nervous breakdown essentially on air and walked off his own show. And his son, uh, who worked on the show, on his father's show while he was growing up, Sort of escaped that to go to the Peace Corps, but is back recovering from a case of malaria, and the father asks him if he can help him get a new show, and so that 's the setup but they 're friends with with uh, with John and Yoko, and all sorts of interesting adventures happen along the way
2: yeah, now wh- why the Dakota? i 'm really curious about that, having just watched rosemary 's baby this week
1: <laughs> uh, oh well it, it you know it 's just got this incredible it history it was. You know, and originally, supposedly they said that they named it the Dakota because that part of the Upper West Side of Manhattan, believe it or not, looked like the Great Plains. There was just nothing there when they built it, uh-huh. and it was made so that people could feel as though they lived at a great luxury hotel, the kind of place Marlena Dietrich would have wanted to stay. Okay. And they had all these great people that stayed there over, lived there over the Boris Karloff and Judy Garland, and then in later years John and Yoko and Paul Simon. The, the list goes on and on and on. And and Nureyev lived there, and. Um, So And for me, it was five blocks away, and it was one of these great castles you'd see from Central Park. You'd Mm -hmm. see the San Remo or the El Dorado and all those movie landscapes. But this one looked, as you know by seeing Rosemary's Baby, it looked like a big haunted house to us when we were kids.
2: Yeah, well, I remember when I used to travel in the late 80s to New York, and we stayed at our hotel that we stayed at was the Empire Right, right, you know, kind of right over, and I always loved walking by the Dakota because it's like such a wild building. But your character Anton Winters, who narrates the story, his voice, and I don't know. I hope you don't. I hope you take this as a compliment because that's how I mean it. But it reminded me of something like if Holden Caulfield were older and in his twenties and still lived in New York at that time, like that voice because he's. He's such a great observer of everything, and including thoughts about himself and other people. It just reminded me of that Catcher in the Rye type of thing.
1: Yeah, well, people have said that, and I take it as an enormous compliment. I mean, I I, I love Salinger growing up, and um and I sort of feel like I shared something with that character. Um, uh, when you read Catcher in the Rye, all the different places he goes mm-hmm. with, with with various people, I know I know all of that. In fact, I was asked to name. Sort of my great five New York novels, and and Catcher in the Rye was right there. I sort of surprised people because the other one, another one that I chose was Stuart Little because it was sort oh. of the first great Manhattan novel I remember reading.
3: Yeah, oh, that's That, so that great. is such a great book. This is Julia. I'm just having a heartburn Hi, Julia. attack. Yeah, so I Julia's talk. had
2: heartburn, so she
3: hasn't been talking. I can't I've been talk. doing all the talking. I'm I'm taking Alka Seltzer right now. Um, this book was so fun. And for our listeners, I read the whole thing. You guys, yeah. I made it through.
2: It's so, so you kept saying to me, Tom, are you sure this isn't a, a real <laughs> memoir? Are you sure there <laughs> wasn't what a person a few people named. People have said. Yeah, I, because it
3: you. it really feels like you are, you know. Buddy right Winters there. feels very real. And I guess with the addition of John Lennon. His voice and all the conversations between oh, Anton and magical. John Lennon. It's magical. And how many people did you have to talk to to kind of get the voice of John Lennon? Well, a
1: ton. I mean, I mean I, it, well, a few different. I went at it a few different ways. One is there's a lot of John on YouTube, so you can start to get his cadence. And I try to sort of walk around my house, talking in his voice a little bit, just to Mm -hmm. get the rhythms of his speech. But there's also his collected letters, which there's just they're they're wonderful, which include postcards and diary entries, and I've read a lot of that too. And then um, and then his own writing, and then just watching him in old movies. And one of the things that came through that was important for me to capture is his sense of humor, because he's just this wicked sense of humor always. And that that was something that was very important to me. Could I capture that? And I yeah. love
3: the fact that, okay, so, you know, Anton's dad is a late-night talk show or talk by show winters, host, Buddy yeah. Winters. Um, I loved knowing his character. I liked knowing the prep. His talk show host, Laurie and I, I loved reading about his favorite guests, about the questioning, about how that would all work out, but I absolutely love the fact that the big win, I don't want to give it away at yeah, the end of the book, I can't give it away, I love where you were going.
1: <laughs> right, well, well, well with the big thing that yes. they're going to get on his show, right? Yes, right. I
3: absolutely love that. And Well, I, wasn't
1: that what we all wanted? Beth? Yes, yes. yes. I- I mean, I can say that there, there's a Beatles dream, you know, that's buried in it. But part of what the book is exploring, because Teddy Kennedy is, is also there, yep. the, the icons of the 60s, if you think about it, and the dreams that we still held on to was, could we have another Kennedy presidency and could we get the Beatles back together mm-hmm. again? And the Winter family is is connected to both of those quests.
3: Yeah, know, and, it, and that, the, I loved going but, to the tennis. You know, the tennis matches. Yeah, oh, great. I, I love. I like going, going to in the eighties too as a character. Yeah, I, yeah. Well,
1: I. was a tennis player as a teenager. Oh, you know, I and yep. I played college tennis, so I Did know you? that. Cool. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Can I? Because this is Minneapolis, correct? Yeah. So I have to tell you something, you're not going to believe it, but as a New York City Upper West Side kid, I love the Minnesota Vikings of the Fran oh. Tarkington, oh. Alan Page, Carl Eller. <laughs> I saw them one, I remember one Thanksgiving, you know, day I was watching with my dad and we watched it and I just fell in love with that team. And it was very odd because you're not, as a New York City kid, you're not supposed to love the Minnesota Vikings. But right. I did.
3: So. You're supposed to love Joe Namath. Yeah, and correct. Oh, I did as well. Yeah. I did.
1: but I love those those Viking teams. Oh, yeah, they, that is
3: the Purple People Eaters. Yeah. we yes, miss them. True. We miss them, and we love them too. <laughs> we wish we could win something again. But we're talking with Tom Barbash. The book is the Dakota Winters. This is, is
2: our first novel that we've read of yours. Uh, it is. I want to go back and read some, read some of your other books. Is this? We'll, we'll
1: send them your way,
2: please. Is because, is? Uh, well, how many books have you written?
1: This is my fourth, Your so fourth? I have one other novel, and I have a, a book of short stories, mm-hmm. and then I wrote a book about 9 eleven because I, I went to college with the chairman of Cantor Fitzgerald, the firm that lost so many people, I and so- I wrote a book about the, uh, that firm and what they went through. Oh, I, I want
3: to read that when, when I, that book yeah.
2: came out and everyone said how good it was. Did it come out the same time that um,
3: Looming Towers did?
1: Yeah, well, it came out right after you know the attacks within a year okay. of, of the attacks. So. Where
3: did you go to college?
1: Haverford College in Pennsylvania.
3: Okay. yeah. And what tennis position did you play?
1: Oh, anywhere from two to six. Okay. We had fierce rivalries. There was no one who was amazing, but lots of people who were pretty good on the team, which means a lot of competitive. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I, I love tennis. Yeah. I just, and back in the 70s and 80s, watching all those, oh, so fun. Um, Tom,
2: how about this? Did the, because you do describe the Dakota in such great, beautiful detail. And after I watched... Rosemary's Baby, you know, I Googled it, and they said they only use the exterior. Right. No filming Correct. was allowed inside. Did you get to go inside? Because, you know, Anton does move I up did. to the ninth floor. What was that like?
1: Oh, it was wonderful. So my stepmother had a, a, a family that were friends, and they invited me in. And then a writer friend of mine, a writer named Nina Solomon, invited me in. And I got to see their apartments. But And the elevators, and then I got to walk all around, and those they, you know, one of the things that you reference the eighth and ninth floors were kept as maids quarters and storage rooms, but there 's a whole population that ended up living up there completely different lives from the bottom seven floors that were lives of luxury and that fascinated me, and it solved the problem I had with the novel is that. I wanted anton to stay in the Dakota, but I couldn't imagine him just staying in his childhood apartment, so he, he had to have some freedom right. and that allowed me you know to 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 figure out that was that it was clear to me that's where he had to live
3: i I just so. love the the menus that they used to have back in the day in the grand dining room and Absolutely, I, mean, yeah, I just yeah. This book was so much fun. Is it going to be made
2: into a TV series? Does Ryan Murphy have this book yet? I'd I, like to see him I, do an eight-part. Let's, <laughs> let's,
1: let's start spreading the word. I think there's interest, and in so and and um, yeah, and a lot of people are weighing in on who they think should play. Buddy, I, I should say, while I'm on with you and, and, and for you to listen to, there's a man named, uh, a, a guy who does the world's best impressions, and he's, he's a great character actor. Jim Meskimen has done the audio, and the audio book is, it's one of the best audio books I've ever heard. It just happens to be of mine, because he does, his Lennon is, oh, you're just listening to John Lennon, I and to it. Carson, and he does Ted Kennedy, and And Larry Holmes, his range is just incredible. And so the book really comes to life on the audiobook.
3: Tom, I have dyslexia, and we have a book a week on the air, so (laughs) I get an audio version and a book. I listened oh, to it, and I went on nice walks to it. And you're right. The characters, the voices came that came alive, it was it was wonderful.
1: Yeah, yeah. he does such a nice job. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm going to do a reading down in, in Los Angeles, and I hope to look him up. Yeah, Jeez.
2: well, I we want you to get an exploding offer from Ryan Murphy for a million dollars. And then it can Thank be an eight-part series <laughs> on FX or wherever Ryan wants to do it. But I just kept seeing this, like... I want to see it on the screen because it so comes to life in in your novel. I just think it would be an unbelievable um, thing to adapt to a small or big screen, however
1: fabulous well I'm, I'm I'm right with you on that
2: yeah do is your is your do you have an agent working on
1: that I do okay, I, good. I have one in, down in Los Angeles and actually the first story of my story collection is being made into a film over in England um, it's a story set in New York City but I think they're going to set it in London and then she I think she's she's
2: Working on yes, this one. I,
1: I, I think she's fielding something right. You know, looking at things right now. Right now, so Well, we we're, are we'll calling?
2: Stay. What's we're, that we're movie? Money called, money what's together. that movie called? <laughs> of your short story.
1: I, I well, it's based on my short story "The Break." I'll send you the collection. Came out in 2013. Okay. And it's the first story in a book called "Stay Up with Me."
2: Yeah, because I mean, Tom, remember some of the greatest movies have come from Stephen King's uh, "Stand by Me" and "Shawshank." Two short stories. Mm-hmm
1: you know you 're exactly right, and there 's a ton of other ones that, yeah that, um, in the bedroom you know that that story was made from an andre debusce short story, so yeah there 's a ton of great movies come from short stories, in fact, I think you can make the case that. And you said before with TV is the novel's better suited for one of these sort of ten episode yeah. uh, series on Netflix mm-hmm. um, because there's just too much in novel often to put into a two hour movie.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's just so it's, fun. Yeah, it's, it's so nice to meet you. We have to ask you the question we always ask Alvaro. that's yeah. What's the last great book you read, or what's on your book stand?
1: Well, I love a book called The Bone Clocks by David Mitchell. It's just, I mean, it's this wild. It's a wild ride. Um, it's it, 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 it's it's fantastic great imagination very funny and he's just he's just a brilliant brilliant writer so we're
3: gonna good
2: we're We're gonna 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 check it it out and tom we're gonna check out your other novel and just thank you so much for writing the dakota winters because we just got just pure joy joy out of it. it was so much it was just so charming and wonderful to read
1: well, thank you so much. It was great visiting with you. And, and let's hope for a better year next year with the Vikings. Vikings, yes, oh, we absolutely. was terrible absolutely, Tom. end of the season. I was still even hoping in that last uh, game. You know,
3: that I, it's, all, it's all of good. us were. It's <laughs> terrible. All right. Oh, thank you so nice much. Nice to Tom. meet you.
1: All right. Nice meeting you. All okay.
2: right. Bye-bye. Uh, 651-641-1071. We've got a couple copies to give away of uh, the Dakota Winters. We'll be right back.
5: I just had to let you know.
2: Hey everybody! Thanks for hanging out with us, and thank you to our people out there who are listening and buying books. Someone just tweeted us: "I just bought the Dakota Winters." Oh, it's so good! About that? Uh, yeah, we it's, give it four and a half out of yeah, five stars. It's so good. Yeah, I really should. We should have just given it the full know, damn five. I know what I was We're feeling like teachers. I haven't posted it yet. We All can right, five out of five. Okay. It was, it's
3: just such a nostalgic, wonderful read. Mm. I loved it.
2: I did too. I wanted it to be true.
3: All right, we're moving
2: right back to the Golden Globes, the category that we left off. We were just going through and kind of who we think is going to win, and we left off at Best Performance by an Actress in a TV Series, Musical or Comedy. And I think we all agree that Rachel Brosnahan, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, is going to beat Allison Brie, Mm -hmm. Candice Bergen, Deborah Messing, and Kristen Bell. I'm Uh, sorry. Yes.
3: And I think this is isn't this Candice Bergen's first nom for a Golden Globe?
2: I don't oh, know. No, that, no I mean, she would have been, been nominated for, for all Murphy right. Brown. For the first go-round. Yeah. Oh, all right. Never yeah. mind. Oops. Um, and then Best Performance by an Actress in a Limited Series. Okay, so Amy Adams, Sharp Objects. Amazing. Yep. Connie Britton, Dirty John. It's not strong enough of a role. It isn't. Laura Dern, The Tale, didn't see it. Patricia Arquette, Escape at Danimore, Regina King, seven seconds. Patricia
3: Arquette's going to win.
2: I. I if absolutely. she doesn't win, she should,
3: yes. I'll be surprised. I will be,
2: too, because she... Yeah. Completely transformed,
3: transformed, transformed
2: into Tilly, the woman who helped those two guys get out of jail. Yep, yeah.
3: you had no. Yeah, that's
2: such a great show.
3: And she, and it was she was such a big part of the entire. You know, the entire show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: She was really good. Okay, so we all agree that she's going yes. yes. to win. Yes, want to I'm with you
0: on that.
3: Best performance
2: by an actress in a supporting role: Alex Borstein, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Patricia Clarkson, Sharp Objects, Penelope Cruz, The Assassination of Johnny Versace. Uh, Tandy Newton, Westworld, and Yvonne Strahovski, *The Handmaid's
3: Tale*. Patricia Clarkson. I, I don't oh, see Penelope is, Cruz re- winning. It, it wasn't a big enough. No, war. I don't think it's Patricia Car- Clarkson. The only reason that P- Penelope could win
2: again, she's the Hollywood, she's oh, a movie star. Okay. They love the Gigi's love voting. Remember I, when John Voight won a Golden Globe yeah. for Ray Donovan? Yeah, I do. They just love voting for movie oh. stars. I of course would love it if Alex Bornstein, the marvelous Mrs. Yeah. Maisel, wins because she's Who do you think's gonna win? That's who I
3: want to win. Yeah. Okay. Who do you think's gonna win?
2: Um either Patricia Clarkson Same. or Penelope. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm
3: okay. gonna go with Patricia Clarkson. You do? Yeah. You're gonna go with Patricia? I am too. Okay. Um, Best performance by an actor in a television series drama. This
0: is a hard one.
2: This is Billy Porter Pose, (laughs) which you just saw him today. He's the black guy that's tall and big and he's been around. Jason Bateman in Ozark. Matthew Reese, the Americans. Richard Madden. um, Bodyguard. You know, Rob Stark also is who he's known as. Bodyguard. And Stephen James, Homecoming. He played the uh, young man that Julia Roberts is... You know, yes, bringing into yes. the program. I'm he's gonna... also in If Beale Street it, good, uh, talk. good Talk. Mm-hmm. I'm James. voting
3: for Matthew Rice. Matthew, Matthew that's is. who I voted for. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb.
3: Okay, Donnie.
0: Richard Madden, bodyguard.
2: Oh, because he's because well, he it's
3: was a British so good. Show? Yeah. All right.
2: We'll All right. See. Okay. Best performance by an actor in a television series, musical or comedy. Michael Douglas is going to win for the Kaminsky method the... because he's a movie star and that's who they love okay. and that's, that's who so I, I want to I'll win.
3: Huh? Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, that's okay. who I want to win too.
2: Okay, best performance in a limited series. So we got Old Antonio Banderas, the Casab, Pablo Benedict Cumberbatch, Patrick Melrose, Daniel Bruhl, the Alienist, Darren Chris uh, Versace, and Hugh Grant. A very English scandal. I'm,
3: I think Darren Chris will win, but Hugh Grant was really good, and he's a movie star. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm st- I'm sticking with Julia, Darren Chris. Yes, yeah, so that's what did I picked Did you see
3: a Very English Scandal, Danny? I did, yeah. and I also
0: saw Picasso, which was very good.
3: And didn't you watch The Alienist? I did
0: watch The Alienist, and it's also very good, but Daniel Bruhl, it's not a standout role, Yeah, I would say. It's a good, he good series. He was so
2: good as the race car driver in the Ron Howard oh, film. Oh, yes. yes. I, remember I love that. He played yes. the Austrian yes. guy. Yes, yes. He was amazing. Uh, Nikki okay. Lauda. Yes, yes. Nikki, Nikki Lauda. Lauda. And then the last one, best performance by an actor in a supporting role, you got Alan Arkin for The Kaminsky Method, Ben Wishaw English Scandal, Edgar Ramirez, who played Johnny Versace, Henry Winkler Barry, and Kieran Culkin, Succession.
0: Didn't see Alan that.
2: Arkin. That's
0: what I picked. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who do you pick? Henry Winkler.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, he's might he's, be a favorite. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, there you go. Right, so we'll there we'll goes. see how
2: we do on Monday with our winning. Well, In and Sundays. succession
3: now. Have either of you guys no. tried to Okay, I, I started watching that
2: too. And it's... where is it? What is it? It's a... Is that the story about Getty?
3: Kinda. Yeah.
2: J. Paul well, Getty and the kidnapping.
3: It's no there oh. isn't a kidnapping. It's a story about there's a rich dude that owns a company and his his kids are it's time for them to take it over. But he's oh the one on HBO, oh, the yeah. HBO.
0: yeah okay. It's kind
3: of good. Okay. I mean, and it's eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's good, and I I just started it. I mean, I'm just starting all the Roy these. family. They yeah. control
2: a big media company. That sounds kind of good.
3: It is good. And Macaulay Culkin's little brother, Kiernan Culkin. Yeah, he's good. He remember how really good he was good. in um the Waco. Oh yeah, Waco wasn't nominated for anything. No. All right, Paramount now here's no a loves. couple of Golden Globe little. Uh, yeah, we posted, uh, just so you know, we posted
2: uh, Nicole Kidman on the cover of W. They sort of did a little feature on mm-hmm. her. And then uh, I look back at 2009, just to go back 10 years, just to see how much fashion has changed. And that you could tell, like, people weren't always working with stylists even 10 years ago. If you right. look at the fashion.
3: I, mi- you I miss that. those days. I know it. I miss those days. Mm-hmm. Um, youngest uh, Golden Globe winner ever was Ricky Schroeder in the 1980 film The Champ. Mm-hmm. I still remember seeing that with John Voight. Oh yeah, yes. mm-hmm. with my dad and my little sister Catherine, and my dad crying. <laughs> you could do a champ. You could. Yeah. Do- that is like such a good movie. Yeah, that I mean, is. bawling. Bawling. Meryl Streep. Has the most individual nominations of all time. She has 31 Golden Globes. They nominations. love movie stars. hmm hmm Um, other things that I thought was kind of um, here's something. Between nineteen ninety five and twenty ten, the Golden Globes had no hosts. Hmm. They just did, they it, just like just the did it like, words. like the SAG Awards. And I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, there was a three-way tie once in the Golden Globes between Jodie Foster for The Accused, which was a great movie, Shirley MacLaine, Madame Suzaska, mm-hmm. and Sigourney Weaver and Gorillas in the Mist. Remember how good that wow, was? Oh, that was such a yeah. good movie. That was 1989. She,
0: Foster she played, I think?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. And until La La Land dominated with seven wins in, last year in 2017, One Flew Over the Cuckoo Nest was the only film to win five major categories, and that was from 1975. Well, that could
2: happen this year with The Star is Born.
3: And there are three films that received seven nominations during since the Golden Globes have been on, but got zero. They were Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Foul Play, and The Godfather Part Three. Ugh.
2: (laughs) Those all, I think, are okay with not getting any People who Play.
3: Barbra Streisand and Meryl Streep are tied with the most Golden Globes, nine each. Nine each, Wow. Oh, okay. So you can win some trivia facts, yeah. little trivia games. All right, well, I hope we get some surprise
2: presenters on Sunday. Yeah. You know, people that they haven't announced. Yes. And I think Sander Owen, Andy Samberg are going to be really fun.
3: I do too. Just, yeah. So excited about
2: it. Can't wait to couch and tweet it. All right, we'll be back.